RVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday is upon us, and we've had a trend that's been set. Higher Monday, higher Tuesday. We'll see what happens tomorrow to the trend. But this has been happening the last couple of weeks, kind of absorbing what happens over the weekend as we hit the Monday trade. Some frustrations on the livestock side, a lot of negativity. And many may wonder, including our guest today, will the sun shine for cattle and when? And let's add the fact that today is the official day of the start of our weekly crop progress reports as well. Lots that we're going to take a look at today in the Fontenelle Final Bell as we're joined by Darren Fessler. Darren, of course, with Lakefront Futures. So let's talk about this trend on a Monday. It seems like higher Mondays, at least for the grain side of it, is something that's had a pretty reoccurring theme. Yeah, you, you come off of weekends, um, and that's why it's always been seen, it seems over the last few weeks where, you know, something happens on Saturday or Sunday, uh, Russia, Ukraine, or Europe, or something, and, and it seems like Sunday night into Monday, it, it seems like there's a follow through, and and we're higher the next next week. And I mean, you bring up the weekly chart of old crop corn, new crop corn, and and then you throw some sales on it, uh, and then especially after last week's acreage numbers, um, you, you just have by now we'll ask questions later, and, and I think that's the that's the environment we're in at the moment, and. It's it's really putting a lot of uh, obviously some pressure in some other areas of the ag sector that you know it, you know like I said last week when I was on a, it, it's one of these things where the, the sun will shine for cattle you know uh, but it, it it may take a little while yet. So, so looking at this on, on the grain side of the complex, obviously we got the higher numbers today. We've got some talk of uh, planting contained in the south. I know last week, state of Kansas was already 1% in the ground. These weekly crop progress reports, at what point will the markets, and I say markets Chicago, start paying attention to what those have to say? Well, I would say if you get to you know the middle of May, uh, my my rule of thumb is by the middle of May I want to see a good 50, 60, 70 percent done. That uh, that's been always been my rule of thumb. And right now I think that you know w- with how the progress, which is obviously hasn't got going really in a, in a lot of major key key states right now, uh, I, I don't think the market's going to be too too concerned about it uh, until we get to at least to the at least to the back half of this month if not the first couple of weeks of May. But uh, the, the big but in that whole situation is given how we're entering the season with the with the expected acreage, I think that, you know, we're going into a year where we can't have a whole lot of hiccups. Um, and given the backdrop of Ukraine situation, uh, you know, our balance sheet numbers, you know, even a week ago versus now, uh, are two different things. I mean, so we're going to go into this season probably with a carry out of 1.4 billion, and so it doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, if we're down here at 175, 176, boy, you got a whole different ball game when it comes to carry out. And I, I think that's what is definitely the back burners of traders' minds here is is the what ifs that could happen. Um, and and that's really you know the market's given us some opportunities, but those opportunities are they are legit. It, it, if we have weather, we have some major issues in here where we got to get to a point where we have to start rationing. And, you know, you see sales to China today. Um, Seven dollars doesn't seem like it's doing a whole lot of rationing to me at the moment. What and I, I was reading is that like the first actual confirmed sale to China in 
like 11 months for old crop? It, it was, this was the first sale, big sale. It's one of the larger sales to China, but it's been a while since China's, China's made this type of move. Um, but to me, it, it, it all comes down to you, you got to get to a price here where if demand or supply, in this case supply, if we are worried about that and how much we have to end the day, we got to get to a price where, you know, we got to start curbing that demand. And, and right now, that's that's not where we're at here. We're we're, we're have to go much higher. Here. We got to think about that inflationary story. And like I've said uh, on other uh, programs, it's uh, you know if there was a year uh, where things could get silly, uh, it could be this year. Um, and, and when I say silly, I mean a lot higher than 2012 type of levels. And but. We're early in the year. We'll have to see how things shape up. We may shape up to a very beautiful year where we might have 180 bushel crop. Anyone, if that's anyone's guess at this point. But as right now, the trend is higher structurally. The technicals, uh, those will remain higher as well. Is there some frustration? I, we're going to get political here for a second, and I don't don't mean to in this sense, but ethanol is not happy with with Biden releasing petroleum from the reserves. I mean, they're saying ethanol is about a dollar cheaper than gasoline right now. Having said that, is that just going to put some extra pressure, maybe not to the best kind on this ethanol market? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questionable things. Uh, I'll put it that way. We, we don't have a we don't have a plan, you know, after the fact releasing this SPR. Um we only have X amount of days releases on the XPR, so it it does put a pressure on uh, you know the ethanol markets. But at the end of the day, is is that really the problem of the energy sector in itself? Or are we looking at a, a band aid over hemorrhage type of problem? And I think that's kind of the road we're on, the band aid over hemorrhage, because our energy policy right now in the United States is really. Uh, backwards, in my estimation, and, and to me, that's only leading to more confusion, more inflation, and, and higher commodities overall. What are you hearing out of South America and their continued crop growth? You know, South America's Safrina corn crop is looking really good, and, and, and if they continue to get these rains, if there's no whole lot of weather issues on out, that will really help um, you know the, the world balance sheet, so to speak. If, if the U.S. were to have some issues, but I think at the end of the day, uh, this, this very, very critical U.S. has a good growing season. All right, well, stick around, folks. We got a lot more coming up as we continue with the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We'll come back, take a look what's happening as well on the livestock side. Also, the talk of potential rains hitting many areas of the Midwest. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Throughout the changes the last 85 years in agriculture, Fontenelle Hybrids has been there to serve Nebraska farmers. Here's veteran Fontenelle dealer Terry Kachera from Bassett. During my career as a seed dealer and farmer in Nebraska, I've seen a lot of change. As genetics and technology progress through the years and decades, Fontenelle has always been as progressive as any seed company that I've ever been around. For more, find us on Facebook or at Fontenelle.com. Always follow grain marketing and all of their stewardship practices and pesticide labels. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Darren Fessler continues to join me with Lakefront Futures. So we were talking during the commercial break about the potentials of rain that are supposed to hit uh, many areas of the Midwest over the next couple of days. And I, I jokingly said, and I don't mean any disrespect to those who are extremely dry because it's dry in my backyard, um, 
we've got areas of the eastern corn belt that are so wet they want to give the rain away we've got the western corn belt that's extremely dry but darren it just seems like it's the same song just a different year added to it in the spring where we don't have much to focus on so we're just going to focus on weather yeah, no, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I told a, a client the other day, I said, you know, I think 80, 90% of the corn belt looks pretty good. And he's kind of like, what are you talking about? You know, if you've been in these dry areas, especially in western Nebraska, your idea of what is dry and, and what is wet are completely two different things versus a guy in Illinois. Um, it, it is. It, it's a story of, you know, uh, two different two different weather patterns right now, and it's that far extreme corn belt, the western corn belt, that's having some issues. And uh, but I will say that I I believe that you know a good chunk of the corn belt, not everybody, obviously us in Nebraska here, we need some more rain, uh, but they're setting up pretty good. I have a lot of clients in Illinois that say, hey, keep the rain. You want the rain, take the rain. Um, and so, but you know, I, I look at some of these models that we have out here for Nebraska, and it's. You know, the next 15-day forecast, 90% of the major corn-growing area of this state should receive a little under half an inch of rain. Well, we'll see if that materializes. We've seen a lot of rain that has been forecast and all of a sudden just dissipates to nothing. And, and uh, let's knock on wood but because we need that because all this is going to correlate back to cattle. Uh, and, and that's some of the problems that we have in the cattle business at, at the moment here. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a lot of concerns from from the dryness in Oklahoma and in Kansas. Uh, you look at guys that are worried about having to sell cows because they don't know if they're going to have the hay. There's the the concern about um, alfalfa having winter kill as well. So again, that takes feedstuff opportunities away from the livestock. It, it, yes, it does, and it, it's 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 a difficult market for cattle. Obviously, you see these prices and see what's happening, but I also think is you're going to see. Probably June, you're going to see a, a, a glut of cattle come to this market, but it's the back half of this marketing year. It's the Q4, Q1, where I think that uh, the cattle could maybe see some light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to know a lot more about things. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, we're going to see the, the crop conditions out here for the, the winter wheat, and I, you, you have to anticipate that it's probably not going to be all that great. Um, I do have some clients, you know, you know, middle, central Kansas, east, Tell me, you know, Kansas, it looks pretty good. And, you know, you get out the Colby, Hoxie, you know, a little bit different ballgame. And so, yeah, I think that this, you know, unlike last year, uh, that winter we got some rain. This year we haven't got a whole lot of rain, uh, especially on the western side of Kansas, western Nebraska. There is, it's been very, uh, you know, kind of, kind of desperate. And, you know, we need the rain. We haven't had much since last fall. So, uh, that in itself, you know, it's going to really, I think, continue to put pressure on this cattle market feeders, especially. Uh, you know, it just, you know, these feeders do not work at, at these levels. And the cost again, when we're already starting to ration some, some feed use out of there. And so it's, it's, uh, it's just going to be a tough road for the time being in cattle. But you take a look at the big sell off here today in the hog market. I mean, I, I've, I've said before, I think cattle's, you know, relatively, uh, cheap compared to hogs. And I think cattle they really, really beat up compared to corn. And I, I do think that, you know, we do see an equilibrium of balancing out of those commodities in time once we know a little bit more about this crop and how it's looking. So can we say the sun's going to shine again for these cattle producers? I mean, they're always optimistic. 
Absolutely, absolutely. The grill should be fired up every single day of the week, in my opinion. So yeah, there's always light at the end of the tunnel for cattle. It's just marketing wise, uh, you know, it, it, you might go through some rough patches right now. And, and you know, and like I said, it, it, it comes down to once we have a better feel and handle about this, uh, you know, the weather and the crops, and you know, once we get past the June time frame, we start looking, you know, later half of summer. Maybe in the you know the fall winter time frame of, of 22, I think things look a little bit more brighter for the cattle market itself. So, so what are you looking at optimism wise? I mean, we're hitting spring, which means spring grilling and all that should hit. But the consumer dollar is pretty tight too right now. Yeah, and that's see, and that's the other thing about the, about about the beef industry right now. I mean, you've got you have a you stock market that's really probably going against the grain a little bit versus some economic numbers. You got consumers that are being pinched due to inflation. And so they maybe they're pulling the reins back. So that see and that's another risk for this cattle and it's it you know, we're gonna have to have more confidence and and you know, confidence to me is not a rising stock market. Confidence to me is to see a consumer sediment that's not making uh, lows every other month and it's not you know down 30 percent year over year that's what breeds confidence not just a rise in the stock price all right lots of great things we talked about today what's the best way darren for folks to get a hold of you they can reach me directly at 312-858-3668 all right that's been today's fontanelle final bell being brought to you by fontanelle hybrids and all the local dealers right here on the rural radio network